Men. We are back. Let's go. What a uh, what a week. Yeah, what a, what a what a time for MMA. Really, the last two three weeks has just just been amazing card after amazing Fantastic. card. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was watching uh, Dana White after uh, the Max Holloway fight last night, and he said every week we're saying this is the greatest fight. Uh, right? Isn't it, isn't it insane? It's almost... Uh, I was thinking about this, and we'll probably end up doing an episode on this topic, uh, but like the fight of the year, right? Like, who's the fighter of the year? Who's the fight of the year? That kind of thing. And it's it's getting more and more difficult every year because it just feels like people are showing up. Like, they're just... Maybe it's the matchups. Um, maybe it's the mentality to put on a show for people. I don't know what it is, but it's way more entertaining absolutely and the last three weeks here have shown it i mean the uh blahovich and uh, Teixeira card was amazing mm -hmm. and then usman covington too which we'll go over today was insane and then last night was uh max holloway versus yair rodriguez and that card was it uh eight out of ten fights finished yeah, insane. And then the one that didn't finish, which was the main event, was the best fight on the card. It was amazing. A hundred percent. Might have. And it's it's right there with uh, Chandler versus Gaethje for fight of the year. Yeah, I completely agree. Two completely different kind of fights in a way. I, I think like Gaethje and Chandler yeah. were just going for raw entertainment, like violence, whereas Holloway and uh, Rodriguez felt more clinical like almost more strategic but still yeah high volume it was totally yeah. and it was it was very much a, a technical fight yes exactly in, insane and crazy violent but very mm -hmm. very technical fight yep and you know we're gonna get into the card because that's what the main episode is but i'm really glad that we held out a little bit to do the recap because that fight happened though. So it was Holloway versus uh, Yair Rodriguez, basically for the number one contender spot in the featherweight division for UFC. And um, that could be a main card on its own. And it, well, it was technically on a, but on a fight night, right? They don't get the same traction yeah. that the cards typically do. This, this could have been a, a pay-per-view mm -hmm. main event. You know, if you had the two pay-per-views in a month and one of them had a title at the top, this would have been the other one. Yeah. And people would have paid for it. A hundred percent. And as uh, mentioned in our top five favorites, Max Holloway, he's my number one guy, my number one favorite. The best is blessed. The baby. best is blessed. And man, he just, he shows up every time, every yeah. time. I, I honestly, it was scary. Yeah. It was scary. That first round and second round were pretty i was i was a little nervous for max yeah me too i i always get nervous because his style is very in your face pressure and he takes shots he's never going to go into a fight and and come out completely clean he always comes out like yeah. with a few bruises because he, that's just his style um but how about the chin on max holloway seriously the, the guy's never oh, Never in all the fights, and he's been against some top contenders. He was the champ for a while. He has never been knocked down because of a punch or a kick or anything like that. He's never been KO'd. And yeah, and on top of all of that, he holds the record for most significant strikes ever thrown in the UFC. 3,000, over 3,000. It's just unreal. And he wanted to, he wanted to do his uh, – because – 
last fight versus um oh who was it there who who, who was his last fight against uh calvin guitar calvin guitar yeah sorry blank yeah uh over 600 uh th- strikes thrown and he wanted yeah. to beat that he didn't beat it this time but it's still he was up there yeah he's probably in the in the three four hundred mark and that's just insane that just makes my arms tired oh my gosh i don't know how he does it and then he so in, the, in this fight he absorbed a lot of calf kicks um which i want to touch on that later but um yeah really interesting he still was able to walk he was walking around like after the fight and everything and he was perfectly fine so dude is just an absolute tank he's a tank he's he's amazing and nothing to take away from yair um yair rodriguez two years off and looked as if he didn't even have a day off yeah he didn't lose any stock value anything yeah anything well his speed was insane yeah like he was still really fast he was fighting a smart fight for the most part until he got taken down Um, but even then on the takedowns they were it was a they were grinding out on the ground too Mm -hmm. it was there was and there was a oh such a good fight yeah and uh I, I can only see Yair, his next fight, it's going to be uh, whoever he faces. I don't think they have a chance against him. Mm-hmm. He He's – so I haven't watched many of his fights, but what I really liked watching him was um, he's very patient and bursty. Out of nowhere, he was doing like these crazy like spinning elbows or kicks, and I yeah. was like, damn, if that connected, that's taking somebody's head off. It scared me every well, time. Well, if you remember, hit to 2018, he had a fight against Korean Zombie. He's He won the fight at 459 of the fifth round, I think it was, because yeah. it was a fight night, mm-hmm. and it was the he ducked under the Korean Zombie's punch and threw an up elbow and knocked him out. Insane. Did you did you see last night as well? He did that to uh, he, Max. He clipped Max. Yeah. He clipped Max, man. Pretty good. That's a that's a right nice move. That's a pretty slick move if you can land that. It's very very slick. Yeah. And oof, devastating too. Yeah. Oh man. But even then, uh, that card last night was was crazy. Uh, Max and Yair were the only one on the main card to go to to decision everything else was tkos yeah that's wild on the main card and there was only one other decision fight uh 10 fights total there was one two three four five six seven eight knockouts one submission unreal if anyone took the over on ko's they cashed in (laughs) oh big time man yeah you rarely rarely ever see that many finishes in a fight yeah card truly Rarely. truly that's that's awesome you usually have about 50 50 50 50 50 percent decisions 50 percent finishes whether tko or submission mm-hmm. it's usually right around there yeah that's funny eh there wasn't really a lot of submissions like just people there was one submission yeah one uh, guillotine choke wow but man um oh and crazy, that that was man. actually I saw that one. I don't know the names that well, but I saw that submission and he basically knocked him out and then just ended up choking him. <laughs> oh, so he char he, he Charles Oliveira did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause that's what he does. He, he, 
knocks you out and then you fall to the ground and then he just slips the neck and guillotine yeah (laughs) protect the neck yeah so anyways that was the uh the fight night last night we could end up doing a little bit more of these fight nights they're very hit or miss like sometimes um yeah it it, it depends but i think as the sport grows these are going to become some serious cards every single time so anyways it was it was a lot of fun of course with my favorite fighter on there i think the last thing i'll say is what what i think is next I think you have to give Holloway the title shot. Yeah. Even though he's lost twice to Volkanovski, I, I, it's just razor thin losses, and his last two wins have been amazing performances. So, what more can the guy yeah. do? Um, that I agree. Yeah. I agree. You got to give him the title shot. Um, I I just don't care to see him fight Connor. Yeah. The only reason I would want him to watch fight Connor is just to watch him beat the shit out of Connor. Yeah, totally. The that's a weird call out. So Max was calling him out and then Connor was doing some weird shit. I don't know if you saw that, but he was and they've been fighting on Twitter for ever. Yeah. That's why. Stupid. Um I mean I would entertain the fight, obviously. I I just like to f- see those two fighters. It's interesting. But the weight class is what weirds me out. I know Connor fought at that weight class, but the dudes who balloon now he yeah he wouldn't uh he should stick at 170 in my opinion so dana yeah. doesn't even want him at 170 which is so strange because i find what he's done a lot in the last few years is put on muscle mass um wait 170 is lightweight right no uh welterweight no. so uzman and yeah and them, right and then uh and then lightweight is 155 which has always been his well i shouldn't say always been his wheelhouse i don't think he's actually won that many fights he he did better in featherweight, but um, he was just getting way too skinny, right? Like if you look up Conor McGregor featherweight, there's some creepy pictures. Like he didn't look healthy. Oh, man. he was he was very skinny. Um, but he Dana doesn't even want him to fight at welterweight. He doesn't doesn't like him there. Yeah, he likes him and the lightweight, which you know, uh, Conor has a lot to prove. Yes, uh, to to for anything, uh, he's lost way too many times in the last couple of years and fought way too little. So I completely agree. Uh, you know, Connor's got to come back and, and fight uh, Dustin again, which is stupid, but yeah, that's what he wants. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen next. Yeah. I'm saying that's what he's going to want to do. He's going to have to come back fight. Who knows if Poirier beats Oliveira. We'll get into that when we do that card. Um, but if Oliveira or sorry, if Poirier wins the title and then Connor can come back, it's an interesting, interesting matchup again. Yeah, because you know you can't count Conor McGregor out because the guy has knockout power. We know this. He's knocked out how many guys? Mm-hmm. He can fight. I just he slowed down a bit. So for him to even entertain the idea of fighting Max Holloway, you're, it's, it's, I'll watch it just to see Conor get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. It, it, two different classes. Yep. It's uh, so. it's weird with with Connor. Like, I don't know. Like, especially him and Poirier. Like, I feel like that chapter is over, but it, it'll sell, right? So, but you feel like Max Holloway and Volkanovski's chapter is over. Volk's got two wins over him, but that's definitely not over, right? Yeah, it's the UFC. Everybody circles around and around and around again. It's true. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. It's just like with in that case though. At least Max is fighting other people and winning. And then Connor's yeah. just, I mean, he is injured, so there's really no point. 
Anyways. Exactly. Speculation aside, let's get into UFC 268. Usman versus Covington 2. <laughs> well, do you, and, uh, you want to take it uh, off? Great card. Yeah. Yeah, I'll kick it off. It was a, it was a great card, and uh, we called it that the – Fight of the night was going to be the first fight. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. <laughs> Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje in what could easily have been a five-round slugfest, war, gladiator match, whatever you want to call it. My God, this fight was 10 out of 10. Oh my Everything God. I would ever want to see in this fight, we got. Yep. It was so good. Um, uh, I still get chills thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was also, it wasn't just competitive. It wasn't just stupid violence, like them going in the middle. Like, it was entertaining. Like, the, even the one of my favorite moments is when Chandler went for a takedown and then Gaethje does, like, this somersault move. So in midair, Chandler's pushing forward. He's doing a backflip or something, and then they end up falling funny on the ground. I don't know. It was just crazy. Um, yeah. And it went to decision. Which, who saw that coming? Which, uh, to be honest, I, I'm happy it did. That 15 mm -hmm. minutes, I was on the edge of my seat if I wasn't standing for 15 straight minutes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I don't know how these two are able to eat these shots that they were taking. Um, I would have been in the hospital long before this fight was over. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was just insane. Um, but your boy, Justin Gaethje, takes the win by decision. Uh, I, I would have to agree with this decision. It, he definitely was hurting him more, definitely had a higher volume. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, Chandler was still beating the shit out of him, too. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think it was almost Chandler's plan. I don't think he even cared if he was going to win or lose. Honestly, I don't think you can he really see cared. by the end of the fight. He didn't care. Yeah, he was fired up and he had lost and he was walking out and he was like, are you not entertained to the crowd? Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was. And actually, that was my favorite moment is uh, we called it on the pod here. You heard it first here at Armchair Armbar. <laughs> uh, we said these two should be fighting in the Coliseum in like a gladiator style <laughs> fight to the death. And that's what Gaethje said at, in, after the fight. He said this should have been to the death. That's true. I forgot we said that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good for us. Yeah, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. I was like, yeah, this this was gladiator style. It really was. It was yeah. so and good. uh yeah, so Justin Gaethje takes the win decision, uh definitively putting him as the number one contender against the winner of Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. I agree with that. Um I you know, Islam Makhayev He's clamoring for a title fight. You're not there yet, Islam. I know you're dangerous. I know you're insanely good, but you're not there yet. Yeah, I, I actually see both sides of that argument. That's been a big uh, thing right now in the UFC world. Uh, some Twitter back and forth. But, you know, Gaethje's just fought some top dogs, and his most recent loss is to Khabib, which everyone loses to Khabib. So I, I think he is the most deserving for a, a title shot. He's also mo very entertaining, yeah. right? Whereas Islam absolutely is on a tear. And if he was in a different division that maybe didn't have so many top contenders, I would say, yes, he does deserve the title shot. But he, there's just too much congestion at the top right now 
he just needs yeah. to put on a performance against one of the top five and then he's next like no doubt like if he submits somebody exactly. in the first round then he's next and i know that probably that, sucks. that's what i feel like needs to happen i feel mm-hmm. like you need you need that top five fight because you look at the top five now that khabib is out you look at the top five they've all basically won and lost against everybody so it's kind of it's it's just a shuffle mm-hmm. they're all just shuffling around in that top five and any one of those top five could easily be the champ yeah absolutely so islam needs to insert himself into that top five get himself in there and then we'll see um i i don't doubt he's gonna get a title shot very 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 soon um but i agree that gaichi gets the gets the next title shot yep i think uh i think him and um benil dariush should fight two of the top guys Islam. yeah 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 i think that would really like clear out because they're both in that position i think where they need one more win to really get the title shot so that would just be a decider right that would be a good deciding fight. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm going to call it right now that I feel like that would be the dud of the night. I know, because they're both kind of like <laughs> wrestly. Wrestler <laughs> yeah, heavy. And it's going to be very much a grappling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's it's going to be entertaining because grappling can still be entertaining. But I can see, the I can hear the booze coming down right now. Yeah. I, I do think but, uh, Islam will be the champion in the next few years, but... We'll see. We'll see. Agreed. But anyways, get yeah. back to uh, Justin Gaethje Chandler. What did we pick? I know I definitely picked uh, Justin. But... You picked Justin Gaethje TKO round one. I picked Chandler <laughs> TKO round one. We didn't think it was going to go an extra two rounds, and it did, and we were stoked about it. Yeah. So you picked Justin. He got the win. You get this one. Andrew up one nothing on UFC 268 for now. On to the next fight, Andrew. What was the next one? All right, so we had a featherweight bout. It was Shane Burgos versus Billy Q. Billy Quarantino. Ooh, can't see that. Um, so this one went to the decision, and it did go in favor for Shane. Um, but again, this was a really good fight. And I think... Very good fight. You know, I almost feel bad for these guys because um, the crowd wasn't into it so much, and I think everybody was almost just calming down from the first fight because it was so insane that they didn't it was re- such an adrenaline dump yeah exactly so it was like nobody it, had the it energy it didn't matter who was it didn't matter who you could have put Usman Covington right after these guys and they still the crowd would have still been quiet yeah totally because it was just it was that oh just all the energy went to that fight yeah it was a hard but act to follow it was still they had a great fight. Um, man, Billy Q can take a beating. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely can. He kept going forward, too. I thought he had the most pressure throughout mm-hmm. the fight. But Shane uh, collected the most strikes. And also, it, it seemed like the cleaner shots. And he was doing the most damage. Like, if you look at both their faces after the fight, it was kind of clear uh, who got hurt more. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was a really good fight. I don't think uh, either one of these guys are in like title contention at all like I, th- I know shane's been doing pretty well like he's probably one or two fights away um and then also billy i don't think loses really any stock after that like marginally if anything yeah it's um this was kind of just one of those fights that was on there um just to have something else there um stack card i mean you could easily have had that bobby green versus al Hayek winter fight mm, in this spot yeah 
Um, but these guys delivered on the main card. Great fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them next. Um, but uh, Shane Burgu, Bur- Burgos <laughs> got geez, <laughs> Shane Burgos got the win um, with uh, the unanimous dis- unanimous decision. Uh, Andrew, you picked Shane by TKO in round two. I picked Billy by TKO in round three. So already I'm, I'm down up. two. Let's go. By uh, Andrew taking the cake on that one. Um, I only laugh at your mispronunciation of his last name because I think you did the exact same thing in the preview episode. <laughs> I did, Burgoo. yeah. Shane Burgoo. Uh, I like it. I, you know, there, where I grew up, there was a restaurant spelled the exact same way and it was pronounced Burgoo. So I think that's <laughs> oh. what I'm, I'm going with. There you go. Um, Burgos, Burgos, Burgos. Uh, I also would say Michael Chandler because I heard that's how it was pronounced when I when he first came in, but it's actually just Chandler. So now I feel like an idiot. So uh, don't go back and listen to that. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no prep. Yeah, never. Who needs it? Never. Uh, so um, then, yeah, the bantamweight fight. You want to go into that one? Bantamweight fight. We had Marlon Vera versus Frankie Edgar. Uh, you know what? This was actually a, a pretty good fight. Started out great because uh, Marlon doesn't really start strong, and Frankie goes for it right away. Um, Frankie looked good in this fight for the first round and a half, and then uh, Marlon really took over. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was pretty competitive, honestly, until the eventual KO that happened, which was a front kick to the face. Um, yeah. And yeah. you could hear that uh, DC and Joe were calling for it because he was uh, front kicking his stomach. He did a body shot with the front kick about three or four times. And mm-hmm. then they were saying, watch out for that front kick to the face. And what do you know? Wow. Yeah. And Frankie, uh, again, a really uh, nasty looking knockout. Oh, yeah. That was that was wild. And then Frankie kind of... Um... Uh, he didn't really agree with it right away, but there was no doubt he was out. It was a good stoppage. Yeah. And the good for Marlon, really, um, he's a guy who I think deserves a little bit more credit than he's received, and he needed that. That was a big win for his career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't really like Marlon flipping off and trash-talking and all that kind of stuff because I'm very much a respect the fighter in the in the cage kind of kind of guy but at the end he did say it was just just to get everything going get the blood flowing in there um but you can't deny this guy is a, is a monster in the cage right now yeah yeah i think i think it plays along the uh mentality going into the fight you know like uh gaethje was saying before the chandler fight that he was envisioning that michael chandler is going to take everything from his family. Like he's going to kill Gaethje and the only one's going to come out alive. Like that's the kind of mentality he was putting himself bef- to prep for that fight when he goes in there. And I think like, I think Marlon kind of said that afterwards. He's like, when you're in there, like you don't really care who it is. You just want to like borderline kill them. Like you just want to like defeat them. Yeah. So like your family's on the line. So like emotions yeah. like that, like flipping the bird and whatnot. Like I think that's just coming out of, you know, desire to win, like am- ambition to win kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a little uncalled for because Frankie's legend. But this begs the question, should Frankie hang up the gloves? My initial thought is, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, two nasty KOs back to back, and he hasn't really had a. I think that drops him to like two and four in his last six or something like that. Um, with some nasty knockouts against him, so it's getting to that that fine line of I'm worrying about his health now. I know. Yeah. He's, I think he's like 40, 41. Like, yeah. Is he really? I think so. Damn. I thought he was only in his like mid 30s. But I mean, I've actually, now that I'm thinking about it, he's 40 years old. Yeah. Uh, that does make sense because I have been watching him forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I agree. I think it's time to hang up the gloves. It's not the way you want to go out. But, like, what happens? You go into another fight and you get, like, the, the stakes just get higher and higher and higher. So, um, yeah, if, if you're trying to end on a high note, you, it can be a very dangerous game that you're playing. Because yeah. then you're constantly chasing that dragon and you may never catch it. Mm -hmm. Prime example, not really looking for a way out, but you look at Donald Cerrone, and unfortunately, he's lost like six of his last six fights <laughs> he's on a bad streak and uh and and he's a little bit older as well and people have kind of thought about him retiring but he clearly d wants to get another win before he goes out or something like that so yeah it's, yeah it's tough to see these older fighters that people love like just still going for it when really they should probably hang up the clothes it's tough agreed um Okay, so I'll get into the uh, the co-main here. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! Who who picked what there? For that one? Oh, sorry. Um, uh, we both picked Marlon. Uh, you picked decision. I picked TKO round one. So I think that one goes to me because I picked the correct mm. finish. Yes. Okay. So back on the board. Two to one. Two to one. Um, okay, so then the co-main was Rose Naminunas versus Weili Zhang uh, for the women's strawweight title. And Rose, Thug Rose pulls out the, the dub with the decision yes. win. Yes. Uh, very good fight again. Yeah. Yeah. Very entertaining. Yep. They know how to bring it, that's for sure. Um, it wasn't... So I, maybe I'm just being picky, but I feel like... Uh, Whaley didn't do enough. Like she didn't. I don't know. She was missing something, or like didn't have a drive to get the win. Like in the later rounds, yeah, she, she kind of did nothing. She, yeah, I agree. She looked like, yeah, like she was almost in, lost in there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like she didn't really almost forgot her position of, oh, I'm not the champ, and I need to get this title back. Like this is. If I don't win this, I'm not going to have a title shot for a while. Like, where's that drive, you know? Like, that that realization of, oh, my gosh, i got to really step it up. Because I didn't feel yeah. like Rose's pressure was something that she couldn't get around or push forward through. Maybe she's having yeah. fear from the last fight, but I don't know. Maybe. And Rose just, it, Rose just followed her game plan. Just stayed calm and countered. And... I mean, it was a beautiful fight from Rose. Yep. Uh, very, very weird from Wei Lee because normally she comes out like a, like a crazy person and just goes balls to the wall, um, which was very weird and a lot of a lot of grappling on the ground too, which was uh, was good to see too. 
uh, to really see how they both stack up uh, on on the mat. Yep, absolutely. Um, the it was a it was a good it was a good fight overall. I I, I felt like it could there could have been a little bit more, but overall it's pretty good. It's nice to see honestly Thug Rose get the W, um, and that puts uh, Trevor Whitman up two zero in this card. That does. It does, and it'll be interesting to see uh, where we're going from here, uh, mainly because uh, Wei Li basically is, is – she's back at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, I know, right? She's just got to – She's got to fight her way back up, and yeah. part of me is a little uh, annoyed with, with that only because now she's got to go through all, all the other um, – people that she's already ran through but the other flip side of that is um where where does Rose go now um yeah so she there's only one fight i can think of and it's carla Espar esparza so that was uh yeah. one of rose's losses kind of fairly early on i believe um it's when she had hair <laughs> um yeah but uh yeah she she lost to her so she's never really avenged that win and carla's actually been on a pretty good tear herself so i see that being the next fight most likely um but that one doesn't That's really fair. excite me too much as as much as these past few have no it doesn't and it kind of just yeah it's uh it, it puts that division kind of in a in a standstill um because I mean, where do you go? Because Rose has beaten Joanna. Now she's beaten Whaley. She's beaten uh, Jessica Andrade. Those were your top contenders. So Carla is next. But where, other than that, where there's nobody else really. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. That's a kind of the just an, a glaring problem with women's MMA overall, right? Like it's just there's not enough competition at the top for them to be busy enough maybe or may or maybe there's there's just those we say it all the time there's the nunez the chevchenko and now there's nami nunez like there's just like these top girls at owning the belts and there's really no like competition not enough competition exactly yeah and um funny enough i'm looking at the ufc's uh rankings and Joanna isn't even on any of the lists they took her off they took her off not too long ago for inactivity inactivity yeah I know it's kind of strange right um I mean she's not released or anything but yeah that's weird mm -hmm. I know I thought that too what what are you gonna do you're gonna have her as an unranked fighter fighting number 15 she's gonna destroy them yeah it makes me wonder, like, maybe she's they've gonna... offered, like, five fights and she said no or something like that. And they're like, okay, well, taking you off the list. I don't know. It's maybe a strange fair. move. Um, but she's not even on the women's pound-for-pound pound list. Yeah, she's completely removed from rankings. Yet, if you go up to the men's pound-for-pounder list, um, John Jones is still I know. Six. I know. And how long for inactivity is that one? Sorry, I'm just... Uh, just humming and hawing over here yeah amongst <laughs> everything else with allegations uh not even allegations uh, you know is criminal activity basically and then also um yeah hasn't fought in two years what the heck but yeah. i don't know i don't know who decides that stuff <laughs> <laughs> 
clearly it's uh bias or something i don't know mm-hmm. so weird decision um but with that back to uh the straw weight there uh you had picked whaley by decision i had picked rose by tko in the round four it went to decision for rose so i take the cake on that one oh. we are all tied up going into the final okay i i honestly i forget every single time we do these recap episodes what we picked <laughs> don't so worry I'm, i write him down nice nice <laughs> he's got my back um i so could I, easily i could easily bullshit and say that i won but you know it's true it's true um so then that brings us to the the main event main event of the evening um, kamaru yep the nigerian nightmare usman versus colby chaos covington two um great fight yeah yeah it was uh it was a pretty good fight i again i'm gonna be picky with this one like over like overall i like this card but two things one i'm living in eastern time you're in the atlantic time even later like this yeah. card went until like 1 30 in the morning which is like 2 30 in the morning for you like that's that's rough it went on late and it was kind of because of a few of these decisions and this one in particular like I was expecting a little bit more. I felt like both fighters were kind of passive. At least they were more passive than the first fight they had. I guess maybe because they respected each other a little bit more, even though, you know, outside of the octagon, they don't. As you can tell, inside the octagon, there is that little bit of respect. Anytime somebody punches you in the face and you punch them, you kind of earn a little bit of respect. But Kamaru did drop Kobe twice in the second there. Yeah, that was that was pretty and sad. Yep. He did kind of hesitate to to finish it, but I think that's a Trevor Whitman thing. Yeah, just having that patience, which was good. Exactly. Yeah, it was smart. It was for sure smart. I guess I'm I wasn't so much dis- disappointed with Usman because again, he's the champion. He doesn't have to play the desperate game or the crazy style game. Like he's he's the pound for pound champ. Like I think staying patient is uh better for him but then colby again similar to whaley you just lost to him your last one of your last fights your last title shots like this might be your last title shot ever where's that you know drive like or that try something crazy in there yeah i mean he did come back pretty good in the third and the fourth um and made it a fight but the first two rounds i think it took him a little bit after he got dropped there. Maybe it was confidence. Maybe all of a sudden he was like, oh, shit, maybe I can't beat this guy. Maybe this is the guy I can't beat. And I love in the lead up to uh, the fight, uh, Usman said that um, he's going to have to live with knowing that you were the second best at something. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's a big I, you know, I think that kind of was what is is what's eating at Kobe is that he slowly realizes maybe I can beat Kamaru, and kind of weighs on. He'll never tell you that. He'll tell you, oh, the fight was rigged, or he's still. Uh, they had a good mutual respect moment in the octagon, and then after the fight in the post fight, he said that uh, it was all bullshit again, and that. Uh, he clearly should have won that fight, and it's just. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just he's he's playing the character, right? Like, I think just the genuine moment drop was the character. 
But he would be released from the USC if he had, if he didn't have this character. That's how close he was. And then he called Brazil a dumb. He was. Yeah. And then, but he is, oh man, your skills. His He is a good fighter. Yeah. He's very good. His striking is really good. He's got great wrestling. Uh, and it really is a good matchup with Kamaru. Um, but as Uncle Dana said, if Kamaru doesn't exist, Kobe champion is the Kobe Covington is the champion. Kobe champion. Yeah. You know, Can we get Jesus a clip of that? that? Because you just called no. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm going to erase that. <laughs> um, if Kamaru doesn't exist, Kobe Covington is the champion. Yeah, I agree. So I got a hot take for this, uh, for his next fight. I don't know about Kamaru. Who? Kamaru just fights whoever. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, Kamaru just fights the next lamb to the slaughter. Exactly. And you know what? I hope it's not Leon Edwards. But that aside, I think so. A little update in the UFC world: uh, Jorge Masvidal dropped out due to injury uh, of his fight with Leon Edwards on this upcoming bout uh, card, rather, and which is really disappointing <laughs> because that card was super stacked and that was a big part of it. Um, but I think that they're going to do Masvidal, Covington, uh, the ultimate fighter coaches for the next season. And maybe, mm. just maybe, he wasn't actually injured, and this is kind of a cop-out to pull out and set that up. Maybe. I don't know. That's kind of... i got my tinfoil hat on. I mean, I could see it being a... Uh matter of convenience now that jorge's hurt um i just don't see jorge doing that i don't see jorge pulling out of a fight because of wanting to do the coaching i mean if anything he would want to go in there knock leon out and then fight kobe as after being coaches but i could see i could see the ufc's side on it like it it does make for an entertaining i mean you have kobe as a coach it's going to be entertaining yep yeah, the two of them, and um, they have history and whatnot. But I think, I think for Masvidal, it's it's less about pulling out of a fight, but more like what's the bigger paycheck? And I'm sure being a coach on the Ultimate Fighter is a huge paycheck compared to just fighting. And um, yeah, but that doesn't even start till next year. He could still been in this fight and still done it. I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe. I I think your tinfoil is a couple layers deep on that. We'll see. We'll see if they if they if that happens, Masvidal Covington, Ultimate Fire coaches, then it wasn't a coincidence. He's he's not injured. No, they haven't disclosed not, what no. his injury is. I don't think. I don't. I don't believe so either. And he celebrated his birthday. Like there's videos of him like partying. I don't know. It's just weird. But I digress. I think that will be regardless. I think Covington will fight him next, regardless of the coaching. I can game. see that. Yeah. And with Leon, uh, it'll be interesting. I like uh, we were talking about this once we heard Leon got pulled out. Um, we want Kamzat to fight Leon, but Leon will never do it. Oh my gosh, it's too bad because he, he's they were set to fight a few times during like when COVID was at its peak and then they both got COVID at one point or another and the fight was canceled. And now you have this golden opportunity where Kamsat's an animal and he wants to fight like every second week or whatever. So he's saying, let's do it. Leon's already in fight camp. His fight's been pulled. So your paycheck is basically gone. 
and you still won't do it. Now you want to spend time with the family. Like, what are you doing? Like, just like, that's what drives me insane about him. And it's hard to like him as a fighter because you, he just seems like a prima donna. Like, he's just like, no, I'll only take the fight that I like. And that is at the right time for me. If I don't have ample amount of time to prepare, then I'm not going to do it. And it's like, that's just going to lose you fans, man. Exactly. Um, I can see why they don't necessarily want to put Kamzat with Leon because that's a that's a big jump uh, with Kamzat being number 10 ranked and Leon being number three. But we've seen crazier things in the past. And, you know, Kamzat is up for the challenge. And my God, that would be an entertaining fight. Yeah. I mean, the UFC is probably OK with it because they did book it. And that was before Kamzat beat uh Jinglong, uh, I can't say his, I forget his name. Leech. The Leech, yeah, the Leech. The Leech. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's the fight to make. Nick Diaz said he will step up on short notice. You, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, please, no. <laughs> Anyone but you. Please, no. Nick, we'd like you to fight. <laughs> you look. But yikes. <laughs> yeah, I need you to have a full camp so you can come in and, uh, and look like the old Nick Diaz, not like the Nick Diaz from the last fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, I mean, he looked good for having what 30 years off of the cage, but still, um, he would get tuned by Leon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, um, so who won? So, uh, fast forward and Kamaru Usman wins by decision over Kobe Covington. Um, uh, Justin pick Kamaru KO round two, Andrew pick Kamaru by decision. Andrew takes that one and takes the cake for the whole card. 3-2. Close one this time. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we've been winning like 3-1 or something like that, but 3-2. I mean, we were both right on the last one, but you had to call decision. Yep. So um, smart call, by the way. I I, I think uh, I just wanted him to get knocked out. Well, I mean, geez. You put my emotions. You're close. And he almost, I was so close. Oh, he did almost have him in round two. Yeah. Oh, I would have, I would have been stoked. Um, but yeah, you take the cake on this one, my friend. Oh yeah. Got the belt back. You, you keep the belt. Oh, did I have it already? Yeah. Oh, there we go. No (laughs) prep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No prep. Every week. Uh, Did I have it? I don't know. (laughs) Wherever. It's somewhere. Um, Yeah. So next up for us is UFC 269 Oliveira versus Poirier, Nunez versus Pena, which we will be recording soon. Um, There's not any real uh, big UFC fight nights coming up. Uh, We have. UFC Fight Night uh, Vieira versus Tate, which is uh, next weekend, I believe. Um, that looks like it'll be an interesting fight. But other than that, there's not a huge any huge names on the card. You got Michael uh, Chiesa versus Sean Brady. That's about it. Yeah, pretty much. And then the fight night after that, that one maybe we'll do a special small uh, episode about. Who knows? Uh, we got Rob Font versus Jose Aldo which I think will be a great fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, I got uh, I got a new little thing here. I got a, I, I'm got calling this the question of the pod. Are you ready for it? I'm going to ask right. you a question. Like question we'll see what your answer week. is. And uh, anyone listening, if you want to like comment or reply back to us with what you think. But uh, question of the pod. Do you think that calf kicks 
are the most double-edged sword type attack in mixed martial arts? Yes or no? And what what I mean for context mm. is look at risk reward. Yeah, exactly. So as by an example, Holloway and Yair Rodriguez, I thought those calf kicks were tuning up Holloway. But then you look and Rodriguez basically has a broken foot and Max is walking himself to the hospital. So, and then, but then you look at other crazy leg injuries or you look at the time Dustin beat Connor with the leg kicks. So what do you think? I think leg kicks in general are the biggest double-edged sword. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a high risk. You hit them right, you don't even feel them. Mm-hmm. When when you when you do a leg kick properly, you don't feel that you've kicked the guy, but it hurts like hell for the guy getting kicked. Yeah. On the other side, if somebody checks that kick, my god, does that hurt? Yeah, right. I- and that can easily and I think that's what happened to Yair. He was hitting those leg kicks early, but there was a few that Max was able to to check, and and I think that's what probably broke his foot. But I would have to say, to answer your question, I think yes. I agree. I can't think of a strike that's more higher risk, and it's it's just a very interesting question for me because I I find it's gotten a lot more popular. A lot of people have mm-hmm. recognized that that's a very lethal attack. Um, Which is crazy because when I first started watching UFC, that's all they ever said is you got to chop the base. It's it's like boxing back in the day. You got to feed the body to open up the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> and now it's those, the, the calves in particular. It's, 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 it's yeah. wild. And it's really polarizing. Like another example is Sean hurt. O'Malley, right? He, the, he got yep. hit in the leg and then was basically out. Couldn't feel his leg. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then you can easily get uh, dead leg. Yeah, yeah, we saw that happen to uh, who was that? Was that Jimmy Crute? Yeah, Jimmy Crute. Yep. Where he couldn't even walk properly, which happened. Uh, what fight was that? It was just recently where you could. I think it was the Billy Q fight. Uh, where he looked like he had dead leg. Oh yeah. And he kept pushing forward. Yep. Yeah, and they were like, "Man, this is this is dangerous because you could all your leg could just give out at any moment, mm-hmm. and then you're screwed." Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I agree. Um, you know, the only other thing that could be more is like those ridiculously big haymakers. Yeah, where you wind because, up way too like much. you remember like. Yeah, like back in the day, like that's what made Rampage Jackson so famous was that overhand massive windmill strike. And you miss that, you're open up to, to everything. But leg kicks, absolutely. If you hit it, it's great. If you miss, you could easily put yourself in danger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Something to think that was about. a great question. Something to think about. But, great question, uh, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I worked really hard. That was my prep. That, that question was That my was prep, your prep. So. That was your prep. There you go. You're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I will prep a question for next time. Oh, okay. And, uh, see if I can stump you just as well. There we go. Okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. So that's 268. Woo. Um, cool, cool. We'll see you at 269. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a pre- preview for that one. It's pretty much around the corner already, which is just wild. Looking forward to it.
so many fights going on. Yeah. It's a good time to be. Maybe a fan. we'll have a uh, top five favorite fights of all time coming up soon. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Probably two from the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. All right, man. Cool. I'll see you next time. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, everyone, to okay. listen. Peace out. Peace.